thundering hooves of many horses. The sound of a thousand beer cans popping open. And music. Always music. Parts of America that are special, unique, unlike anywhere else, cultures all their own, kept close, much loved, but largely misunderstood. The vast patchwork of saltwater marshes, bayous, and prairie land that make up Cajun country is one of those places. While the rest of the USA got stitched together by superhighways, southwestern Louisiana remained relatively isolated. I-10 wasn't completed until the 1970s, finally connecting this part of the state to New Orleans, Houston, and the rest of the nation. With that came chain restaurants, drive-throughs, and strip malls. But fear not, it's still magnificently weird. Take, for example, Cajun Mardi Gras. Ordinarily, I loathe the idea of Mardi Gras. Any kind of group celebration, anything festive involving dancing, fills me with self-conscious dread. Thousands of happy drunks crowding into the French Quarter, for instance, not for me. But Cajun Mardi Gras is another thing entirely. Closer to the ancient French tradition, vaguely more dangerous, downright medieval. Cajuns do things their way, always have, always will. Whether it's hanging on to the French language of their ancestors, their music, traditions, or food, Cajuns fiercely keep it all vibrantly alive. Boudin is the ubiquitous sausage of Cajun country, and judging by the lineup at the drive-thru, Billy's Boudin is pretty damn popular. Can I have so this is a boudin ball stuffed with pepper jack cheese, which I believe Billy's is, uh, is responsible for its invention. What's well, that, like ground up sausage and uh, molten cheese, battered and fried? Who's gonna hate that? No one. In addition to boudin, breakfast around here wouldn't be complete without some cracklings. And of course, a cold beer. My father's first language is French. Mm -hmm. I mean, as a kid for him, 
He was whipped at school for speaking French. Yeah, I mean, look, is it fair to say that at, at most points in its history, the Cajuns have been, if not a despised minority, uh, aggressively marginalized uh, minority? Our depiction stops at swamp scenes and alligators, and it's so much more than that. Not just because of the food, not just because of the music, because of the right. whole way of life, you know? Especially Acadiana, this is the most European part of America, in my opinion. So we're gonna eat well this week. Yeah, a lot of good food, a lot of, a lot of house parties. Excited about Mardi Gras? Hmm. My yeah. first, never been to one. Here it's a whole different thing. I mean, the major difference is that here you are the event. Mm -hmm. If you're attending Mardi Gras, if you're running Mardi Gras, then you are part of it. Right. Like it's uh, bigger than Christmas. Toby Rodriguez is about as Cajun as you get. I met him nearly a decade ago when I came here for a boucherie. Back then, Toby and everybody else said, you got to come back for our Mardi Gras. Give me a hand. We do Mardi Gras right. And so, here I am. It's the week before, and there's anticipation in the air. All over Acadiana, scenes like this unfold. Out in the yard with friends and family, kids playing, music, dancing, beer, good Catholic whiskey, gumbo cooking in a big pot. see you both again. Good to see you too. Well, thanks. You might call the Savoy family Cajun royalty. I know them from my last visit, and it's good to see them again. Mark Savoy was born and raised here in the small prairie town of Eunice. Together with his wife Anne and sons Joel and Wilson, they make up the Savoy family band. They've all been playing music since they were children and share a devotion, dedication to Cajun culture. So how, how far does the family go back here? Mark, here's the question. How far does your family go back here? Well, I think back to the Re American Revolution, because the land that we live on was uh, ceded to one of our ancestors, and part of that land is still in our family today. How the French Acadian pioneers got here and ended up becoming Cajun is a long story. Forcibly deported by the Protestant British from their homeland in Nova Scotia, the Acadians became refugees eventually settling deep in the mosquito-infested swamps and flatlands of Louisiana, a place nobody else wanted at the time. Over the years, the settlers absorbed, to varying degrees, other cultures, Irish, Spanish, German, Native American, and West African, among others, mutating into a distinctive culture unlike any other. So how long has the family been playing music? Well, my grandfather was a fiddler, but I don't know, uh, I don't know more than that. But I have uh, that fiddle, it's yeah. your grandfather's fiddle, yeah. and your my uncle's, uncle's fiddle. Yeah, which was your great uncle. Living in the same case here in the house. Yeah. So what are you guys That's doing for uh, Mardi Gras? Running. Yes, right. Running. Running. You running? Uh, I believe I am. What are you doing? He's a captain. <laughs> what are you doing? I'm running Mardi Gras. What are you doing? Running Mardi Gras. Right here. 
But you know, in the old days, it was just people walking. It wasn't, it's become insane. It's become insane, more and more insane. And every year somebody dies in this. Every single year, there's one death in Mardi Gras. Every year. But you know, you gotta stay away from the horse's feet. You know, like a lot of horse injuries, like they're horses. So right. the horses will kick you in the head or something. Oh, okay. I mean, there are a lot of really good reasons that you that, that you do in all these things. I mean, it's the end yeah. of it's the end of winter. People are out of food. And it's right before Lent. You know, it's right before Lent. Last year. Yeah. This is uh, this is the last. You got in, you the last stop big everything for a good while. Last year, really misbehave before Lent. And then the next day, they go to church and get an X on their forehead. So you go in, you got a black eye, your shoulders out of its socket, and you get the. You get the cross. Everybody in church, church praying, <laughs> getting the ashes. Sorry for everything I did. Okay. Sorry for everything I did yesterday. <laughs> Dodo. Translated means go to sleep. Something a mother would say to a crying baby. This soothing phrase became, over time, something else entirely. Oh my God. <laughs> what the hell? Finish that. I gotta draw. <laughs> Apparently, mom was just lulling Junior to sleep so she could go party. A warm up for Mardi Gras or simply a continuation of what seems like an endless pregame of drinking, eating, music, dancing, and celebration. Toby, a contractor and butcher and restaurateur jack-of-all-trades, is the host of this epic Fago Dog. And he's invited 170 or so of his closest friends. Everybody cooks. Men, women, even kids appear to have a specialty. Weather be damned. We came to party, and party we shall. Food has always tied communities here together. Cajuns trace the roots of their culture and cuisine to a particularly brutal diaspora, followed by a steep learning curve as they adapted to the harsh environment of rural Louisiana. Their culinary traditions are a direct reflection of those days. This is Saturday, right? So we are prepping for Mardi Gras. So these people have been drunk for how long? About a week. Uh -huh. Yeah. Uh, so what, what part of, where am I? Man, you're in the middle of Grand Coteau, Louisiana. Right. The, like, this is not the bayou, this is this the oh, no, prairie. Oh, you're in the prairie. That's what the Grand Coteau is, big hill. Right. So that's like right now where we're at, you're actually at one of the highest points in Louisiana, if you can believe that. It's kind of scary, yeah, right? Like eight feet up, uh, eight feet oh, elevation. Yeah. 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 Like, you take a Cajun to the mountains, we might, we might get a little woozy. No party around here would be complete without a crawfish boil. All right, we fire up the reactor. Hell yeah. I like this, uh, this thing. Oh man, this is my baby right here. Now what's the appropriate term for a crawfish? Is crawfish, crawdad, mud bug? We don't, 
Don't say crawdads. Here, down here is crawfish. All right. Yeah. No other term is acceptable? I mean, you can call them little mud bugs if you want, but we like to just call them by what they are, crawfish. Okay, so écrivisse would not be... Uh, yeah, écrivisse, yeah, that's French for crawfish. All right, that'll work too? Yeah, that's good, yeah. Oh, yeah. Woo, that's good. Go for it, man. The kids don't need much convincing. Oh, they love them. That's the first crawfish of the season for us. Oh, man, that's pretty. What do we have with super dark sauce, man? Yeah, so it's uh, like parsnips and celery. Ah, uh, okay, I get it. Oh, that's delicious. What are these guys doing out there standing in the rain? And this sounds like a good idea when drinking. A rousing game of stump or stump and nails. Throw a hammer in the air and drive it down hard, hopefully onto a nail rather than a hand or other extremity, preferably in the rain. How dumb do you feel if you end up in a hospital that thing sunk into your like cheek? No, that's Only twice. Has this happened? Only twice. Okay, good. So I, I like my odds. As night falls, it's time for more food. I sit down with Toby and his friends, Lucius, Megan, and Jolie. That's catfish cubio. Rice first, Tony. Perfect rice. That's a shrimp stew down there? That's shrimp stew. What is this? Yeah. Hard boiled egg? Yeah. I, I gotta ask though, but before I forget, now Mardi Gras coming up Tuesday. Yeah. Now, I mean, I've sort of noticed it's a guy thing. Most runners cannot run, women cannot run. It is very much a boys' club. It always has been. They you, always say. You, you use know. the word this brutal fascist regime? Oh, no, the run that Akapitan is co ed. But, but that's the exception, not the rule. It is the exception, huge. Yeah. We had a female the other day go, I'm going to run Mamu, and I'm like, no, you're not. Don't do it. They don't accept it. So what happened if you if you were to show up? You get chased off. Chased off? Yeah. It's segregated as far as the sexes, but there are, there are two different runs. Yeah, but that's like Saudi Arabia, dude. I know. <laughs> no, it's, it's backwards here. I mean, it's, it's very backwards. Like, women don't have a place in a run of Mardi Gras. We need y'all to come in a little bit because we're kind of getting cold. And we need y'all warmed up in this mud right here.
le noir. Et... Ah ah. Va quitter. T'en aller. Quitter. La faillite. Wednesday, man. At the beginning of Lent, got to get all the devil out of it. And I, you know, I drink a little whiskey every night. See, a buzzy fly high, but you got to come down to drink. What is Creole and what is Cajun are increasingly difficult distinctions in this day of commercialization and appropriation. Anything delicious and unique is going to end up slapped on a bag in front of the words potato chips. Creole means, or has come to mean, a mixture of languages, peoples, and cultures. In Louisiana, though, it's usually used to describe members of the African-American or mixed-race French-speaking community. Why do you think it's important that people still sing in French and to me, that's that what, language, that dialect a lot. That's what makes it Zotico. Zotico's always been influenced by mainstream music, but it started as French music, as Creole music. And you, you totally remove that from the music. Because a lot of times it's just rap with an accordion, or rock and roll with an accordion. You still have it's the French stuff. I, I, call, I tell you what, I can call my mama, she's 85, right now on the phone. And she talk, most of the time talked to them in French. My grandma couldn't speak nothing else. Right. I'm having lunch today with historian and radio DJ Herman Fusilier, Creole cowboy Dave Lamel, and musically inclined business owner Sid Williams. The spot is Laura's Plate Lunch 2, popular all the time, but particularly busy on Sundays after church. Rice and gravy, fried fish, ribs, and smothered stuffed turkey wings, which I am all over like a heat-seeking missile. Damn. That looks serious. When you say Louisiana, they think of Cajun. Cajun is a big part of Louisiana, but Creole is a big part of Louisiana too. You know, it used to be native to native to Louisiana. Yeah, I mean, that, that that was the original meaning, as I understand. It still has hundreds of definitions, but for us, it's descendants of slaves and free people of color and it deals with the food and the music and the Catholic Church is a big part of it too. But yeah, trail rides and, and horseback riding is just a, a way of Louisiana now, you know, we've, it's been going on for so long and... Uh, the music was always part of it, but the, the music got to be more of it and then slowly but surely it became a party where, you know, kind of this social scene. There's a lot of pieces coming together, you got yeah. food, horses and, and, and music. go back a long way. They happen all year, but are also the way Creoles celebrate Mardi Gras around here. Kind of a moving tailgate party and barbecue. Interestingly, and I almost want to dig up John Wayne just to tell him this, Creoles are widely believed to be the first American cowboys, herding cattle in the plains and bayous of Louisiana long before white dudes and assless chaps started showing up in the West. In fact, Zydeco music was born out of cowboy culture, 
the rhythm of the washboard mimicking the trot of a horse on the trail. We don't want to lose our culture what we have here because this is a true thing that goes on every weekend. And I think the world needs to see it, you know. Yeah, we, we are Creole black guys riding horses, wearing cowboy hats, dancing to Zodico music. Playing accordion. Playing accordion. At one time, it maybe wasn't cool, but now if you be in country and, and trail riding and, and listening to Zydeco music, you cool. This podcast is supported by Sleep Number. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number smart bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs, so you can choose what's right for each of you whenever you like. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature. Quiets their snores? Sleep Number does that. Only Sleep Number smart beds let you each choose your ideal comfort and support. Your Sleep Number setting. Sleep Number smart beds learn how you sleep and provide personalized insights to help you sleep better. All Sleep Number smart beds feature cooling, pressure-relieving comfort layers for soothing sleep throughout the night. Temperature-balancing bedding is designed to move heat and moisture away when you're hot. When you're cool, they hold their energy to help warm you. Sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on Sleep Number limited edition smart beds for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. I'm Dr. Sanjay Gupta, CNN's chief medical correspondent. This week on Chasing Life. I'm a health reporter and have been for 15 years. And even I feel overwhelmed by some of the things I read about the stuff we're eating. My colleague Meg Terrell wanted to take a deep dive into something you've probably heard a lot about recently. Ultra processed foods. There is a lot to learn there, some fascinating stuff. And some of it is probably going to change the way you shop. Listen to Chasing Life wherever you get your podcasts. Marshland has been a way of life for the Acadians since they first arrived here hundreds of years ago. Back then, however, they didn't have these things, a big van and a whole lot of horsepower. Also didn't have an infestation of wild pigs, an invasive but delicious species that are causing big problems for the local ecosystem. They're supposed to be all over, like shooting fish in a barrel, I'm told. Tagging along with the Millers. Uncle Bruno is the best cook in the family. His nephew Jay, a stone cold killer. You know, it's a technique to holding your beer. Like shit like this, look. Done. That's the technique. Everywhere there's a tree hanging over like that, 
that little area. They like that. It just seems like that'd be such a good spot for them. But just not, just not seen them yet. There's definitely problematic hogs in this area. It's just, they're not here at the moment, you know? Well, the tracks are everywhere. They've walked, they've walked here in the past 24 hours, you yeah. know? So where are they at? Where? We could try our best uh, hog call. Just like. <laughs> Does that work? Woo! Wanna hear the most annoying sound in the world? Yeah, that's it. <laughs> And yet, despite there being millions of invasive wild pigs in Louisiana, after terracing around the marshes for hours, we come up empty. No pig for you, Yankee carpetbagger. I know you want to have a family dinner and all this romantic bullshit, but look, let me tell you, <laughs> my grandma has the most impressive farts you ever smelled. <laughs> and the best right. cinnamon rolls, too. So, yeah, right. for a treat both ways. I'm Just looking saying. forward. <laughs> Nope, we didn't, get, we didn't see nothing. No pigs. It happens. I guess why they call it fishing and hunting instead of killing and catching, you know? Yep. Let's uh, continue on with the beer drinking and perverted jokes, you know? Indeed. That's what we came here for. There are consolations, however, for our mighty hunters. Back at the Miller home, Grandma Jackie prepares fresh-baked bread. While Uncle Bruno cooks up some traditional family specialties. Shrimp and okra, sweet potatoes, rice, of course, and pot au pu, heirloom peas from Grandpa Larry's garden. All in all, things worked out okay in the end. Bless us, Lord, with these thy gifts, which we are about to receive from thy bounty, Christ our Lord. Amen. And good food, good meat. Great God bless you. God You got to pray before you cuss. So. Yeah. <laughs> As one does. It's the order before you do it. Tony, we always start with rice. I'm going to get some wine for you. Yeah, we'll start with some wine. Jay's going to pour some wine. Oh, this is beautiful. So, everybody, uh, Excited about tomorrow? The big day? Yeah. Oh, yes. oh, yeah. And then how many days to recover? Well, we have we have the whole Lent to recover. Yeah. Right. Yeah. There you go. Thank you. The music and Everybody the food are part of and what the, makes us Cajun. And the border grow is a very important part of who we are as a people. So we're keeping that, those traditions going. We're in the fifth, starting the fifth generation in my family running Mardi Gras. How far back does the tradition go, and where did it all start? Back in the 16th century, and wasn't called Mardi Gras then, but it was because our ancestors, who were not invited to the king's party because he invited only the, the wealthy people in the church hierarchy, so our people would do a street party of their own. So it started out as a genuine need for food and a way to get it. That's true. One day a year that you could get it. And, and as I understand it, it was kind of licensed to mock the people you were... Yeah, they were, they were, Who were leaving you out of the party. That's where the tall conical hats come from in mockery of the queen. They were proud people and they didn't want to be recognized. That's why they disguised their face and not to feel like they were taking charity. So they put on a performance. 
So at each home that we stop at, there's like a little party that goes on. Right, so they know you're coming. No, and you know you're expecting. It's already prearranged. Like they know ah. we're coming. They have a chicken and they cook something. And so if I were, if I knew you were coming, what would I, what would the appropriate preparations be? I should have some food on hand. You could throw, you could throw money. You right. could, ha you could donate a couple of chickens that, that they could chase and grab. Right. Uh, Basically, just board up the windows and make like there's a, a hurricane coming. <laughs> <laughs> Open up the barn. Put everything in the barn. Lock the barn. Mm -hmm. I'm talking about down to a, a shovel. If a Mardi Gras finds a shovel just leaning up against the back of the house, they're gonna grab a dig a hole and bury another Mardi Gras. For <laughs> me. I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I will be taking part in the Mardi Gras run this year, and one does not interject oneself among hundreds of drunk Cajuns without proper attire. Fortunately, Grandma Jackie is one of the premier couturières of such specialty garb in these parts. How many masks and uh, outfits do you do a year? Mask, I guess I made about. They usually have 50 or 60 a year. So you're working on those all year long? Uh, well, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Almost. Jackie has created a, a signature nose that's unique to her. Basically, yeah. That she's known for. Uh -huh. A lot of people just say, I want a suit. Or if I have one, they say, oh, I like this one, I like right. this one. Now, if they come to me and they say, I want the Saints or LSU, I say, no, I make traditional Timamu Mardi Gras costumes. I don't make one that looks like Santa Claus or anything like him. They have to be traditional or I don't make them. Here it is. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's amazing. There you go, Tony. So oh, yeah. Now you like oh, the modeling for Fearsome. That's great. <laughs> Let me just let try it on. There you go. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. Yeah. All right. That's all you. Give me give me a chicken. <laughs> give me the chicken. You bring on the chickens. Look at the back. Oh, I man, it looks great. Back on the ice. Oh, yeah. yes. I'm going to wear this around the house after my <laughs> Thank you so much. Thank it's you. Yours. <laughs> hey, I've seen a lot of different people turn into a lot of different things Mardi Gras day. That's right. That's right. Some of them ain't come back from it either. <laughs> You're like the voice of doom, man, I'm telling you. <laughs> the Assignment with me, Audie Cornish. Celebrities of all kinds are speaking publicly about their therapeutic trips, so to speak. It turns out there is a burgeoning industry ready to serve the new influx of people who find themselves turning away from traditional mental health therapy. The gap between what we know and what we don't about psychedelic therapy. Listen to The Assignment with me, Audie Cornish, on your favorite podcast app. Traditional costumes and revelry. A contrasting streak of bright color set against the wet, gray landscape of late winter. 
This is Grand Mamou, Louisiana. Early morning of the last day before Lent. And in Cajun country, that means it's time to run Mardi Gras. Men on horseback. Men on foot. In search of chickens, presumably for the evening's ritual gumbo. House to house, they will go, bringing mirth, mockery, and mayhem. Cajun Mardi Gras traces its roots back to medieval France, when this was the one day of the year working poor could hide their identity and subvert the conventions of society. Old-fashioned costumes modeled on satirical riffs on the period garb of aristocrats, religious and political leaders remain the garment of choice. Though there are also some decidedly modern adaptations. And at this point, I feel like I should be giving you some sort of parental advisory about disturbing imagery and behaviors, along with a caution not to try any of this at home. While everybody is still on their best behavior, a first stop at the local retirement home to bring a little joy into the lives of the old folks. marauders in line. I don't know what these guys are called, but they are everywhere, providing the revelers with a steady supply of cold beer. I believe they are called enablers. It's before 9 a.m., and already everybody is thoroughly swacked. Since this is my first Mardi Gras, a rundown of the rules would be helpful. No eye gouging. No fish hooking, no eye gouging. No, no groin shots. No women, but no women and, and don't bring the chicken Yeah. Oh, that's good to know. Right. What happens if you break the rules? Nothing. <laughs> Catching chickens for the evening community gumbo is the name of the game. But you don't get chickens for free. That's what it's all about. You are expected to work for it. Dancing, clowning, and providing some entertainment before your host release the chicken or chickens. Kind of like trick-or-treating. 
If your Halloween candy moved at high speed and all the other trick-or-treaters were drunk and competing for the same peanut butter cup like it was the last peanut butter cup on Earth and they didn't care if they killed you to get it. Come here, take it! Oh! Damn! Wow. Grandma got that one. And the beer keeps on coming. And I wonder if this is the kind of promotion a major brand had in mind. I'm gonna have nightmares about Grandma flashing your titties. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this mask caused derangement. Like if you keep looking through the mask, I'm doing it. Like I got a brain tumor. Look at who does your hair? Who does your hair? It's so nice. Europe, I guess you'd describe what follows as a state of religious ecstasy. But it's evolved into something else entirely. And there's definitely a purge vibe, right? Next, uh, next season. Oh, yeah. Please look into that. I believe this might be a prudent time to employ a stunt double for purposes of amusement, comedy, and of course, personal safety. Finally, the mighty warriors return, triumphant, to a proud, if safely boarded up town of Mamu. By this time, well beyond the point of noticing such things as physical pain.
Wednesday marks the end of winter, the beginning of spring and Lent, where bruised from our exertions and our dimly remembered sins, we might purge ourselves of our transgressions and impure thoughts. Be merciful, O Lord, for we have sinned. Try even to make amends, perhaps, by getting right with Jesus and a period of fasting and quiet reflection, or something like that. Ashes on the forehead. Ask for forgiveness for all your chicken-related foolishness of the previous day. Then 40 days of meatless meals and no sin. I got stuff to do, so I'm hitting the drive through for a more expedited service. It's like the express line, and so convenient. Yeah. Hi. Remember you are dust, and to dust you shall return, but the steadfast love of the Lord endures forever. Amen. Thank you. Right. I got right with God. Let's eat. Then a drive through country roads all the way out to near Kaplan to Swears Grocery, one of the more awesome locations I've ever found. The kind of breakfast spot I just love deeply. Menu right there on the wall as you walk in, so you know what you're getting. Hi. How you doing? Uh, real good now. How are you guys yeah, doing today? Yeah. I think uh, oyster po' boy. But you have a crawfish uh, etouffee as well, yes? Yeah, I, I gotta, gotta do that. And uh, you do a pecan pie by the slice as well for yes, dessert? Yeah. Oh yeah, okay, I'll be having some of that later. My grocery store doesn't have this. Oh man, eat your heart out. Got everything I need here. Feeling pretty good about the world, considering. Minimal, uh, minimal hangover, minimal uh, Marty Bar related damage, a few bruises. My age, I should be happy I didn't break my hip. Uh, thank you. Thank you so much. Oh, so good. Really, really good. Thank, thank you. Thank you. Love this place. On balance, my Cajun Mardi Gras experience was certainly memorable, if nothing else. And through the parting clouds of cruel winter, there is light and hope and the onset of spring.
When you work, you work next level. When you play, you play next level. And when it's time to sleep, Sleep Number smart beds are designed to embrace your uniqueness, providing you with high-quality sleep every night. Sleep next level. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, the Queen Sleep Number C4 smart bed is only $1,599. Save $300 for a limited time, only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Prices higher in Alaska and Hawaii. Quality sleep is essential, and that's why the Sleep Number smart bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. So you can choose what's right for you whenever you like. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature. Quiets their snores. Sleep Number does that. Sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on Sleep Number limited edition smart beds for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com.